Hey everybody, just before you get into this review for the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, we had a couple of little weird uh, hiccups with the recorder. I've just had a good look through the, the podcast itself and tried to see what I could do about uh, some of the hiccups and things. Uh, basically what kept happening a couple of times, I think it happened about three times in total, was the recorder sort of froze uh the timer on the recorder was still going but the actual audio bars on the recorder had uh sort of frozen a couple of times uh, I've, I've had a look through it and um sort of edited bits and pieces of what i sort of could do or from from the parts of it that i could find anyway uh for like 99 or 95 percent of the podcast it's you know it's all it's all pretty much there apart from those little those little bits uh, but if it, if I'm just sort of warning you that if it sounds like the audio skipped or there's something missing or, or, or something like that, it's probably what that is. So apologies for that. If you, if you do want to ask us about a particular part of the podcast, like if one of us went to say something and the audio is not there or, or something particular to do with that, uh, you can always contact us and uh, we can maybe clarify some bits or pieces uh, or bits and pieces about about the podcast if you want us to do that. But like I said, for the most part, the podcast is there, so it shouldn't be too much trouble. Um, but I did to do some little edits here and there for, for some certain things. Uh, but again, for the most part, the podcast is there. I just thought I'd put this at the front to let you know that that happened. Uh, but thank you all very much for listening. Uh, but yeah, just just be just be aware that it, if it seems like it sort of skipped something or there's a p- part of the audio missing, there's not a massive amount I can necessarily do about that, unfortunately. So uh, I just thought I would put this here and let you know that that's the case. But thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode that is there. So thank you, and uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do another season review. This is going to be for the Disney Plus Marvel TV show for the MCU called The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm your host Matthew and I've got two co-hosts with me today, uh, David and Robert. How are you both doing? Doing good. Good, good. Uh, so let's start off spoiler free to give our general opinions now that we've seen all six episodes. And uh, and then we'll do the spoiler section in the second half. Uh, I'll go to you first, Robert. What did you make of uh, Falcon and the Witness Soldier? I thought it was good. Uh, you could definitely tell that it uh, did suffer a little bit from being out of order from the original planned sequence and from the uh, rewrites they clearly had to do. But other than that, it was a solid, solid, solid uh, series. Cool. Uh, David, what do you think? Yeah, kind of in agreement, really. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a solid enough series. It, it y- yeah, you could tell that. I think this was supposed to be the first thing in terms of the TV shows, and you know because of COVID, One Division got stuck on first. Uh, and uh, I mean, I think I enjoyed One Division more. I think that was a more interesting show overall, but. Um, it's still a a extremely well written well put together solid interesting um six episode series feels far more like a movie chopped up into bits i think than one division maybe did rather than a tv show but you know that's not really a criticism it's just how it falls um but overall yeah i i enjoyed it cool um i thought it was good in places um i liked ultimately where the series uh, if that's what we're, it's like a limited series, basically, isn't it? Um, 
I liked where it ended up. Um, I thought it started particularly slowly. Um, I was kind of thinking about what you know once I'd finished watching it, how the six episodes kind of individually did, and uh, started thinking about you know the the pace and kind of the structure of the show and stuff. I think ultimately, because in terms of my you know memory of the lot of, of of all the six episodes, the only important thing I can think of from like the first two episodes is maybe the bank scene with uh Sam um and then episode sort of like 3 4 5 and 6 all had kind of i i feel more important stuff and more important like steps for the the series so i i actually thought cuz i did see some people again saying hey how come this was only six episodes i'm disappointed i wanted more which is always a good thing by the way um mm. but I, I've I've always I've said this on about multiple different shows before. I want TV shows to try to do more with less, and I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier did. But I felt like weirdly, even though it was only six episodes, I thought the show could have done even more with even less. If that makes sense, um, I've gotten a little bit. I, I sort of had a realization about um, you know, because obviously I started kind of comparing this to One Division, what that did differently. That was kind of a more fresher. Uh, entry for the MCU I think you know in terms of the sitcom thing that they did over there and obviously how that ended up I think I've gotten a little bit sort of I don't think bored is the right word maybe sort of burnt out or a little bit sort of just meh on the whole like this side of the MCU this sort of like you know agents and Captain America all all these like that area of the MCU because at the moment I'm just far more interested in what the multiverse is doing which I think is maybe why I enjoyed uh, WandaVision more because of what that kind of did for that side especially the whole because we're in the like the post uh, Thanos snap era and obviously that's opened up the multiverse a bit more as we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier Um, I did like however speaking of the whole Thanos and all that kind of stuff I did like how because it wasn't just the case that these people went away and came back. You have this like big five-year gap for certain characters because they literally didn't basically exist for for five years, and then they obviously came back to life. I did like how that's still clearly affecting things in the MCU, because um, that that's a pretty big, massive deal. And not all of them disappeared, but some of them did at least. Um, but I like how that sort of been because obviously all, all these things are connected to each other anyway, part of part of the MCU. But I do like a lot how um, that's still, and I hope it does still affect the MCU for quite some time because that's just such a major thing to happen to your uh, franchise or whatever you we're kind of calling this thing, the, the cinematic universe. Um, but I just uh, yeah, I think if you maybe edit episodes one and two into something shorter. Um, and then you either have like maybe four or five episodes. I think you could now that's arguably like you know some quite sort of tightly told storytelling. But um, what it's just once we got into that four, five, six episodes and loads of stuff started happening, and then I look back at one, two, and three, I can only remember a couple of major things from the first three episodes. So uh, that that was kind of my one criticism of the show um in terms of our rating system thing i mean i'm gonna kind of i'll give this maybe like a possible skip thing um in terms of the actual mcu because it's a bit weird trying to rate an mcu thing at at this point because you can rate it individually as as its own thing and then obviously you know you kind of need to consume all these things if you're gonna you know keep up to date with the story and that 
and uh, and the big development. So obviously you should still watch it if you're interested in the MCU. Um, but uh, yeah, what, what did some of you think about like the pacing and stuff, David? What did you th- think of, uh, I guess, the pacing of the show? Yeah, felt a little bit slow to start off with. This is what I mean about it being feeling a bit more movie like. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it 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 was sort of a little slow in the start, and then once you sort of get into the meat of it, I you know it it, it starts to pick up quite a lot. Um, so it does feel a bit more like it's a sort of six-hour movie just chopped up into bits. Mm-hmm. It was sort of written as one entire story, and then they just you know shoved it down into our episodes the um the stuff about the snap i again that sort of points back to the fact that it was supposed to be the first thing i think because it ties in far closer to that than i think um one division did and it was interesting to to see all that on screen for a change you know for because we've you know that sort of all happened at the end of endgame and then like we we didn't really see any of the aftermath so it's nice to see some of the aftermath of that and how people are coping and yeah what what do you do when the world has moved on in five years and effectively you know people have moved into your house and you know Mm, yeah there's the entire world have just kept on going and suddenly you're back again and you find that you've got nowhere to live you've got um you know your family members of either i mean you know i'm sure there are people that got remarried or there were i mean there's all sorts of things that could have gone on in those five years that have completely changed everything so i think that actually is quite an interesting area to explore in itself um I know it would be quite interesting to see them do maybe a show that is purely focused around that. I'd be quite, you know, could, would be an interesting to see. But it was nice to get glimpses of it of sort of, you know, what happened with them uh, here. So that was quite good. Um, and I struggled to remember exactly which characters disappeared and which didn't out of the heroes. But yeah. Sam, Sam did, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah. yes, Sam did, did. I don't think Bucky did. Did he? Or maybe he did. Did he? No, Bucky and off? Sam were both left. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Robert, what did you think of uh, the pacing? The pacing was good for the most part. I mean, you could tell there was a lot of voiceover work from the script edits from what they had to do. I uh, don't know specifically what the original script was supposed to be. I don't know that they've ever officially released that. I'm guessing it was probably something to do with a, a biohazard, bioweapon attack, considering in the first episode uh, there was all that uh, vaccine getting stolen, and then that went absolutely nowhere. Of course, you can't really have a show about that during a global pandemic. That's kind of a <laughs> not thing to do. Mm. Um, but I think they, they course corrected is about as well as you could expect, given all the changes and everything else going on. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the action and stuff because i especially in the first two episodes i know i keep kind of pointing at those two uh it felt a little bit just kind of generic mcu action in in some of the earlier parts with with some of that that definitely improved later on as like you know more things kind of came to a head and that um but things like when they were just sort of generally showing off these two characters that we kind of like that we knew and stuff and they were just doing it felt like just normal routine kind of MCU. Um, mm. 
if if you get what I mean. I, I don't know. I just felt like some of that was a little bit more generic feeling early on, um, and that kind of made me nervous going forward. But then, as I said, that got sort of better going forward. Um, what do you think of that, David? Like some of the actual action? Um, yeah, I mean, I I think overall the entire series is is very much more standard MCU. I I think that's part of the problem of one division coming first with this was it had this been the first sort of settle back into the mcu thing i think everybody would have looked at it and go okay yeah you know this is it's a continuation of what we see before um it feels you know i i thought the action was perfectly fine throughout uh yeah there are some some scenes are better than others but i you know i thought they did a good job with the action sequences um but i i think as an opening to the MCU coming back after having been sort of off for a while. I, I think th- this was quite a good show to like go, okay, breathe. You know, we know where they're doing, we know where they're going with it. I, you know, you could sort of settle into it. Whereas WandaVision was a lot more wacky and a lot more kind of out there. And um, so I, I think this slightly suffered from having had the craziness of one division come before it, which was never originally the intention I, I idea, you know, this, this felt far more traditional kind of settled stuff that we'd seen before. And that's fine, you know, because the MCU is hugely popular, but I think you then get the one division thing that put in before it. And, and that goes off in this sort of wildly different direction and has all this craziness to it. And then you get this, it, it sort of, downgrades this slightly maybe um hmm. but still i mean still very enjoyable but maybe not as strong as it would be had it come out first yeah it's interesting you because you both kind of touched upon a little bit you know they have to change the schedule slightly i mean black widow was supposed to be the first thing that came back and then we yeah. ended up with the, the two different tv shows um i do agree a lot that WandaVision kind of didn't help Falcon and Winter Soldier in a way because you sort of go back to the MCU it was what like 18 months or something like that after after Spider-Man and you you brought back to all this mystery like what's happening with with the, with this like weird sitcom kind of thing and it didn't it didn't have that sort of MCU action and it was much different then you had all that and it was week to week you know theorizing a mystery and all that kind of stuff and then you go back to this and it's like okay we're back to like the MCU action whereas yeah if we if we had gone from Spider-Man to either Black Widow or this because they're again kind of mm. same MCU section if you get what I mean it's all in that same yeah. co- sort of like Captain America type of stuff uh, if we'd have gone back to that and then like okay continue on with the, the general MCU stuff then gone to one division then it would have been a little bit more even fresher I suppose but you know they couldn't couldn't do too much about that I suppose uh, I just want to go through a couple of the characters obviously we won't talk about um what happens with them in the show just talk about them in general um for me this does improve sam a lot as a character we won't talk about what happened to the characters in in this particular part but i thought you know before this show and that i did think sam was you know cool and you know kind kind of a good character but um now that we've kind of moved on from some of the previous avengers characters and moved away from that a little bit and gone into focusing on, you know, people like Wanda and Vision and Sam and Bucky. Still kind of main characters, but really pushing them kind of to the forefront. Um, this does improve Sam a lot as a character, I think. And uh, I like him more than I did before, which is probably the goal here, certainly. Um, 
so I did quite like that. Um, Bucky for me, uh, he, I, I've got kind of issues with the way that character is sort of. I, I've got kind of the same issues with him that I've got with like Daryl from The Walking Dead. Uh, not not in terms of character development. I think the character development for Bucky's been better than what it was for for or has been for for Daryl. But just some, it feels like that character gets held back a little bit sometimes, and they do tend to a little bit go back to kind of this. Okay, look how traumatized he is by his past, and I get why you have to do that. Obviously, what's happened to. Bucky is a life-changing thing, and it's that's never going to sort of go away from him. But um, I, I feel like Sam was probably serviced better as a as a character. Um, but that's it. I, I don't like dislike either character. I like Sam more. I like Bucky pretty much as as much as I did before. Um, David, where do you kind of stand on the two? Well, the two sort of leading characters, the Falcon and the the Winter Soldier. Um. Yeah, I think it actually did improve both of them. Uh, you know, I, I, and I certainly I love seeing them together. On they they bicker like a kind of old married couple, which <laughs> is very very funny. Yeah, and uh, I I like seeing them both together. They make a good kind of buddy cop team. You know, I think that works very very well. Um, and uh, so yeah, and I think it it flashes out um falcon a lot more because you know and and fleshes out bucky a bit more i yeah you have got to go back over bucky's history to a certain extent but i i don't think they ever did that too much um i i think they managed that okay uh i, I mean it's unavoidable the guy's still suffering from trauma from things that he did mm-hmm. as as the winter soldier so i i think it's unavoidable that you're going to have to deal with that um it leaves him in an interesting place, I think, moving forward, as well, um, for for may which maybe frees him up a little bit more. So I'm sort of intrigued to see what they do with that character, um, and I think it was a nice idea sticking them both together for this show. So yeah, there's there's some new intre- there's some interesting characters that are going to come out of this as well. So uh, you know there there is potentially another movie on the way. So. Uh, that that will be intriguing to see what happens there. Yeah, we did have some news, didn't we? On it was on the Friday of the episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that there is a Captain America four in the works, which I think is very very good. Um, uh, Robert, what do you think of the two leading characters? I thought they paired very well together. Anthony Mackie clearly, you know, stole most of the scenes that he was in. But I've always been a huge uh, Sebastian Stan fan because he he's got he plays so many different roles in movies um you could tell he really enjoyed doing this uh they they did vibe really well together on screen i completely agree with you that they did kind of act like an old married couple which is (laughs) hilarious uh but then you could get to the end of the season you could tell that they just really liked working together which is always a perk when you're you know going to be paired with somebody for a while clearly yeah 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 uh what do you think of um Wyatt Russell's John Walker. He came in as kind of the, uh, you know, shown, it's shown in the promo material, so I'm not gonna. It's not really spoilers. He is the initial Captain America kind of replacement for uh, for Steve Rogers. Um, they get to some of that stuff in like the first episode. Um, I thought he was all right. I thought he that character kind of served his purpose. He obviously goes through some very very interesting 
things later on in the in the series as well but uh, i think he's an interesting addition to that whole this whole genre of the mcu that kind of dynamic this this sort of area of uh the mcu so uh, i i didn't necessarily like him as a character it's not really quite what i'm saying but i thought he was a good and interesting addition to that um so yeah david what do you think of uh white russell's john walker well, I mean, you're not really supposed to like him as a character yeah, as such, yeah. are you really? So, I mean, yeah. I, I think he kind of did his job there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he clearly doesn't have the charm of Steve Rogers in any way, shape or form. He's <laughs> just another soldier when we get introduced to him, pretty much. You know, I mean, he's he's heavily decorated and stuff, but, you know, he is no Steve Rogers. That's that's pretty apparent from the uh, the start of it. So, yeah, I think he does. Um, he, it's a good piece of cap, you know, casting for that. Um, he, he does a reasonable job in that role. I am interested to see where they use him moving forward and whether they use him in other future movies or TV shows or, or you know, what they do with that character going forward because I think we are going to see more of him. So, um, yeah, I, but I, I thought I thought he they handled it reasonably well um it's it's when you see a character like that you sort of miss not having punisher around available to them well i suppose he is now because they've got the rights to punisher back yeah but (laughs) but so that that might be an interesting one that they could do i would be interested to see john walker's character and punisher meet at some point because mm-hmm. I think those two as a duo will be quite intriguing. Yeah, and John Burnthal. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Robert, what do you think of the character? Yeah, it would be interesting to see if those two uh, got any screen time together because I've been going over Wyatt's IMDb page. And he did do a couple uh, webisodes for The Walking Dead, so there is that connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the interesting oh. thing with him in acting is how big of a gap he has in his uh, career. Because his first uh, credited role was in an old Kurt Russell movie called Soldier from 1998. But then his next credit is an episode of uh, Law and Order in 2010. So he literally went 12 years between gigs. So, you know, props for him for not giving up. He's <laughs> he's just starting to get into it now. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he definitely did good in the role. Um, there was a few things that were inaccurate. But, you know, that's just more nitpicking than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he is only thirty-four, so I, I'm guessing he was a child. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he, he was a uh, child. He, actor, was, so. he was. His credit is as another person, age eleven. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So child actor, and that's uh, that. He actually went and got himself educated. I suspect in the bit in between, but uh, no, that's yeah. that's good. Yeah, had a yeah gave up on acting and then came back to it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully this gives him you know a big spotlight and everything. Obviously, it's Marvel. So, you know, well, yes. it's not exactly Don't small. Much <laughs> yeah, so hopefully that gives him, uh, put, put some more eyes on him, I suppose. So, mm. uh, so Wyatt Russell is also married to Meredith Hanger. Uh, looking up her, her now, she's on a, a TV show called Dummy, which I've never heard of. TV show called Younger, which I don't remember. Uh, she was on Royal Pains, which is an old USA uh, network show. Uh, ton of stuff, so. Cool. Yeah, he's he's also the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, which I didn't realise. So, mm, nice. they were kind of Hollywood royalty. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think that's what we've got pretty much for the spoiler-free section. We need to get into some of the spoiler stuff. Uh, before we do that, let's jump in some housekeeping, and then we'll give you a spoiler warning, and then we'll go from there. So, see you in a second. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcast over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, let me just go to the right page. Where did it go? There it is. Uh... So, earlier today, Man United drew 0-0 with Leeds in the Premier League. A thrilling game, of course it wasn't, but uh, uh, that was what happened there. So, football's back, back to normal. Uh, None of this stupid Super League nonsense. Uh, And Man United will be playing against Roma in the first leg of the semi-final of the Europa League on Thursday. So, look out for all that. Uh, Other things as well. I did a podcast talking about uh, Love, Victor. Not a review for the show per se. I don't mention things that really happen in the show. Uh, It's more talking about the character of Victor himself. How I kind of related to him. And also talking about how that relates to the importance of uh, diverse storytelling and uh, kind of kind of an experience I, I had with the show as well. I did talk about it a little bit, I think a few weeks ago on Geek Town. But now that the, ser- the, sh- the first season's actually finished, I kind of brought that into uh, a more of a rounded sort of discussion. But uh, there's that as well if you want to listen to that. There's no spoilers in there for Love, Victor either because I didn't really talk about any of that. So you can listen to that even if you haven't seen the show. Alright, also an entertainment talk, we also had this week's review for uh, the newest, um, sorry not the newest Breaking Bad, the current Breaking Bad episode that we're on, which is season 2, episode 2, so we talked about that. Apologies that that episode was delayed, there were some big uh, technical issues on Wednesday, uh, but you can go listen to that episode now if you would like to do that. 
Uh, other stuff in the United cast as well, there was obviously the big developments with the Super League, which is now pretty much done. Uh, football's kind of going back to normal. But also uh, Ed Woodward, who is the chief executive, or was the chief executive of uh, Man United, uh, has resigned. So that's good as well. So talked about that sort of stuff. Uh, game we talked last week, we talked about uh, the PS3 and Vita stores getting some other changes. Sony's done a U-turn, they won't be closing those stores, at least at the moment. So we talked about that, E3, Discord, and uh, some social media stuff as well. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead's up to Season 6, Episode 9 so far, uh, so we talked about that. Batwoman's back on E4, you can watch those episodes on... Um, on all four for for free if you want to go and watch those those of course on the cw for uh for the us so that's batwoman season two episode one and uh the other night cast episode was predicting the summer 2021 transfers so i talked about all that as well uh, but that's what we've been doing pretty much on entertainment talk uh we're gonna now go into the spoiler section for our falcon and winter soldier discussion so if you've not seen the six episodes, go and get yourself over to Disney Plus, watch those, and then come back when you've seen those. Uh, so switch the podcast off, or press back, or whatever you need to do to switch the episodes off, or to switch the podcast off. Uh, so let's talk about, I suppose, the biggest thing. I mean, there's a few big things to talk about, but um, Sam is now uh, Captain America, um, kind of with an, an an existing attachment, I suppose. With the he's still got like the Falcon wings and that which i think is quite a cool addition actually for him to have those be able to fly around and, and have the shield and everything which is quite cool uh got a new outfit which is good um there was a few comments about like how his ears look in the suit and, and that sort of thing they sort of stick out i suppose a little bit strangely it's not quite the same helmet that uh steve rogers had but um when i said at the very start or the very start when i started talking uh of of my opinion on the show and i said that i'm happy with where we've gotten to this is what I was talking about. Uh, I'm very happy that this show... This show is essentially... I mean, it does a lot of things, but it's essentially Sam's journey from being the Falcon to being, I suppose, the, the new Captain America. Uh, taking the shield, you know, taking on kind of the mantle, uh, that being sort of passed on to him and everything. Um, and I quite like that. I think that's going to be exciting for the future of the MCU. Obviously, that this is, I assume, what the fourth Captain America is going to be about. It's going to be about his uh, new journey, which I think is quite cool. Um, hopefully, maybe Bucky will be with him on that journey as well. I'm, I'm kind of assuming he'll be part of that, maybe. Uh, let's go to you first, David. What do you think of a uh, big development with that? Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of knew where this was going to end up, I think. Right. It was, it was fairly obvious that that was the, the i mean i because I, I think part of the thing with the tv shows to a certain extent is the you you kind of have to line them up with where the movie ended so you know endgame ends with him being given the shield if if somebody doesn't watch any of the tv shows it would have been weird if suddenly you'd ended up with bucky popping up as you know with with the shield uh, and becoming the new Captain America when, you know, Steve gave it to, to Sam. Because um, if you then hadn't seen the TV series, I think that would have been a little bit strange to somebody that was only watching the movies for whatever reason. But so so I think I think you always had to end up with Sam getting the shield anyway. Um, the costume, I mean, I, I've 
I know what they're saying about the headpiece, but in actual fact, I mean, that's a fairly faithful recreation of the comic book costume. Mm-hmm. It, it looks a little weird in the comic book as well. You know, he's got that that sort of, you know, his ears stick out in that as well. But I think, you know, it, it's a pretty solid copy of it. So that's fine by me. Yeah. Um, yeah. His head just looks a little less protected, I suppose, because he's kind of just got goggles, but, you know... Um, but I'm, well, I'm, sure yeah. I'm sure we'll be fine. So, uh, but no, it's cool to see. Like, I think the scene in episode was it episode six where he's kind of jumping through that window. He starts throwing the shield around, and he's got his uh, falcon wings still as well, which I thought was. Yeah. I, I think that's a really cool combination because he can both fly around with those and obviously hit people with those or whatever. But also, he's got a shield as well. So, I, I just I think that's really cool. Plus, I think he he has to have a certain amount of. Um tech you know it, if he'd just been some um, without like the wings and stuff it's basically a dude i mean like john walker was you know he's not because he isn't a super soldier or anything so mm-hmm. i think i think you kind of got to give him every possible edge you can get and you know the wings do that for him and you saw him in some of the fight sequences using the jets and stuff to be able to to you know uh when he was he was saving the the truck at the end and he has the little things that kind of go out and like push mm, yeah, the truck cool. back up. you know little bits like that so i i think yeah you you've got to he, he's not a super soldier so you've got to be able, allow him to use the tech to be able to do it i think mm-hmm. uh robert what do you think of uh this uh section yeah it definitely is a thing that you know comes up a lot um with uh, George St. Pierre playing uh, Batroc. I mean, he, obviously he was an MMA fighter before he got into acting. So he does have that physicality and he does have that skill set. Uh, but with Anthony Mackie, I mean, I'm sure they go through training, but going through training and being trained are two different things. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that, you know, it, it is what it is. I do tend to be a little bit more critical with fight scenes because I have gone through training with martial arts. I used to be an assistant instructor actually, but I think they did as well as they are going to be able to do considering this is, you know, a fantasy universe with superheroes and super powered individuals, things like that. So we'll just have to see, you know, where it goes from here. Obviously with it being a TV show, you're not going to be able to get into the CGI budget like you would with the movies. So I'm sure that suit, uh, came from Wakanda, so I'm sure there's a lot of nanotech in it, but we just didn't really see it outside of you know the wings, obviously mm. taking up more space than they need to, in terms of you know that backpack on his back holds him and is a jetpack and runs his uh, computer equipment and is basically a low level AI. So I'm sure that's just Wakanda nanotech, um, mm. but you know you can't really do anything with that. So yeah, um, I just like the idea that. You know, even though Steve Rogers got old and basically retired or whatever, that you can still... I, I, I'm i all for the idea of, okay, if if these characters are either going to, you know, get old and retire or die, um, that you can still have other characters take the mantle of, of those instead of, just, instead of just having this idea of like, okay, no one else is going to be Iron Man or nobody else is Captain America or nobody else is Black Widow. Um, and I think the MCU is definitely in the... Uh, the stage of doing some of these things um and I, I just like the idea of passing sort of the mantle on and letting letting somebody else have a go because there's no reason that okay just because this person was captain america or whatever that nobody else 
can be uh, i mean that shield to the avengers and to the whole mcu just just the shield alone is is something very important um so i i'm just i'm just glad to see that and uh yeah in terms of the actual torch here being passed to to sam uh seeing him kind of you know fully suited up and everything in the finale was uh was great and i'm, I'm very much looking forward to that which hey captain america 4 so there we go um, yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see a Captain America movie or that's not directed by the Russo brothers. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Because uh, right now, at least according to the news article that I'm reading, uh, Malcolm Spellman, who did the directing for Falcon and Winter Soldier, is getting the nod for uh, Iron Man for uh, Captain America 4. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, in, in terms of the others things with uh passing the torch you've got like the iron heart series so i'm guessing that's where the iron man um in the in the black widow trailer so i'm guessing that's where that's going to be passed off to which i think is her sister isn't it that character i um, think so yes yeah yeah obviously we haven't seen black widow yet but uh i'm i'm all for that kind of idea i think that's going to be good are and... they even allowed to use the term iron heart because that's technically a manga out of the gundam in japan so i don't know if they'll be allowed to even use that or not I'm sure that's what Kevin Feige announced at that big Marvel thing. I'm sure he said Ironheart. Maybe uh, said, maybe said something else, but yeah, it, no, it is. It's called Ironheart, and and there is a, a Marvel. I think there's a Marvel character. There's a Marvel comic for it. Yeah, there's a Marvel cor- comic character called Ironheart. So presumably they have some copyright over that. Um, I, well. I don't know. I mean, it, it is you know manga in Japan, so I don't know how copyright laws affect in that. But this, according to the article that I'm reading, it's uh, May 86 was when that uh, manga was first started written. So I don't know when Marvel started writing an Ironheart character. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, 20, 2018, I think. 2017, yeah. maybe. So, um, hmm. It was a Brian Michael Vendis. Oh, no, 2016 had first appeared, that character. So, I mean, pre- if they've not been sued for it now in print, presumably they, <laughs> they think they're okay with it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let's move on and talk about some... We've talked a lot about the heroes. Let's talk about some of the villains. Uh, we had Carly in the show as well, played by Erin Kellyman. Um, I thought she was quite interesting. Uh, obviously, we're in the spoiler section, so unfortunately she doesn't make it out of the out of the series to just get shot by um sharon in the in the final episode which was quite an interesting little sort of confrontation uh but i thought she played her role really well i thought the character was um quite interesting i did see somebody say on twitter i mean it's twitter so whatever uh somebody said like they couldn't they couldn't stand when she was on the screen um i felt kind of the opposite i thought she was kind of a compelling character um her actual group i didn't find very interesting like they had the thing that they were doing and whatever I, d- I didn't really quite connect to that anywhere near as much but i thought she was an interesting leader an interesting character and um yeah i thought that character kind of served uh their purpose david what do you think of of her yeah i mean she's a good actress i i think um it's interesting i think they gender switched the role from the the comic book version of it oh, um okay which, uh, you know, I don't think worked. I, I You know, there's the, the sort of idea of the super soldiers of, you know, the part of the, the thing with those super soldiers was they weren't sort of all like jacked up soldier, actual sort of male soldiers, you know. So I thought that that was kind of an interesting um, way of switching things up a little bit. 
Um, and yeah, I I know what you mean. I you know there were a bunch of around, but I didn't massively connect as well with them. I mean, they they are sort of that, but then they're sort of villains, but they're kind of not because they sort of had a point as well, which I think also helps. So you don't you don't really need to necessarily bring the Avengers into it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Robert, what do you think of her as a villain? Her as a villain, I thought was just more of a prop than anything else. Because the more that I think about it, and the more that I kind of go through everything in my head, it makes more sense that she was being used by the power broker to create the chaos. Much in mm. the same way that the um, Baron Zemo used the Winter Soldier, you know, look to create the chaos that he did. Because they were way too organized, way too uh, um, global for considering the time frame that they said it was it was in. She couldn't have set all that up in so short of a time. Um, obviously, you know, with the Sharon Carter being the power broker, it it makes a lot more sense if you go with the notion that she's been the power broker since pre-blip and that she faked her own death during the blip and that she was the power broker all that time because Mm -hmm. then that sets up how she has her infrastructure in place that sets up how the super soldier serum gets up in place that sets up basically all the little plot holes that just kind of hang in the back of your head of well how can they do this how can they do this when did they have time to do this um so yeah her being up front and center i think was just more of Sharon Carter's machinations and creating chaos and anything else. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt like with uh, Carly's character, she was the one that I was meant to connect with in that group because nobody else really sort of, I don't know, they didn't really stand out. So, uh, yeah. yeah, speaking of Emily Van Camp's character, I really like what they're doing with some of the, which were sort of smaller characters because you had Jimmy Woo come back in uh, WandaVision. You had uh, Darcy Kate Dennings' character in One Division. Uh, some of those characters haven't really done massive amounts for for a little bit of time in the MCU. Especially, I can't remember the last time we saw. I think Sharon's character. Uh, it must it must have been some some time ago. But uh, I'm just glad that the MCU chose not to sort of just leave those characters uh, on the side. Uh, I mean, even with um, Kobe Smulders' character, we haven't really seen much of her until, you know, w- when she came back in uh, in Spider-Man and that. Um, but, no, I'm I'm just glad the MCU is, is trying to, to do something with, with some of those characters. Um, I thought Emily Van, Gam- Van Kemp did a good job. Um, I'm a little bit sort of like, okay, middle of um, you know, her being the, was it the power broker or whatever? That's, like, fine. I don't have any particular feelings about that i suppose it gives that character something more meaningful to do which i think is good uh because she hasn't really had that much before that maybe um but yeah i thought she was a good kind of uh addition to to this show and again she fits in with this whole this particular area of uh of the mcu which was good uh i've talked a little bit we've already talked about wyatt russell's john walker but um how about the ending of that was it the fourth episode or the fifth episode when he killed that guy and then there was the shot of um, him having blood on the... Or the the shield having blood on it, which I don't think we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, you know, the world saw him and uh, he ended up becoming... Was it the the US agent? Which I think yes. is from the comic books. Uh, yeah. Interesting arc for him. I'm interested to see 
where that takes him going forward. A little bit, I'm not sure on that because it seems to turn her into a villain. I don't know whether she's ever really been a proper villain in the comic books, but I that seems like an odd twist to put on Sharon Carter, but mm. okay. Um, in terms of John Walker, uh, yeah, it's interesting. They've yeah, because that is a plot line from from the comic books that that he sort of you know comes in and he's Captain America. I think he's somebody else in between as well, a patriot or something, a super patriot, and then he ends up becoming. Uh, so he, I think he's introduced as super patriot, then Captain America, and then turns into U.S. agent. So it's it sort yeah. of is yeah. elements of the comic book, but they've sort of skipped through it in one series to to sort of you know. So he's done all that and ends up being U.S. agent. Um, one of the best things about this was it it introduced um, Julia, Julia Louise Dreyfus as uh, Val as well, who I I love. She's a fantastic character. I, I think she's brilliant and I'm really interested to see more of her later on as well um, and I, I wonder if we're going to get you know some sort of TV series of sort of the the US agent kind of thing um, with with her kind of running him would be an interesting show if they kind of do that they've not announced any more with him but I, I am intrigued to see where they go with that because I that that feels like it's something that they are going to expand on at some point. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the way they handled the introduction of him as Captain America, then him turning into a super soldier and, and kind of losing it and, and the sort of getting disavowed and then turning into US agent. Yeah. I think, I think that that all worked quite well. Um, and they've now got an interesting new character to play with. So yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Robert, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I know in one of the uh, comic runs, uh, one of the Civil War ones, Sharon Carter actually did kill uh, Steve Rogers. So mm-hmm. I don't know if technically that makes her a villain, but she's not, you know, the yeah. innocent, uh, you know, person that she makes herself out to be. Uh, I definitely think, like I said, it does make sense if you think of her as being, you know, the baddie all along, going yeah. even back to Civil War. Um, you know, mm-hmm. she might've been, you know, dodging that and just, you know, played it off like nothing. Yeah. Uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, that character, you got to go deep into the Google searches to find out just how important that character actually is. Uh, I do hope they'll do something with it. Uh, they generally don't do one-offs unless it's like somebody that they just can't afford. Um, Glenn Close being in the first Guardians movie, I don't expect that character to pop up again. Uh, really anytime soon mm. or at all uh, but hopefully being how important that character is with the backstory we'll get something out of that yeah mm-hmm. uh, one of the other moments I want to talk about uh, involving one of the other characters um, is uh, how would you say his name I-S-A-I-A-H Bradley the one thing you know something back I thought was uh, quite quite big and quite important um, how do you actually say that guy's name? Isahi? Isaiah? Isaiah? Isahi? David, how would you try to pronounce I'm that? Just, just looking to see whether where it's written down in here, and I can't see him in the list of characters, which he's, is annoying. He's near the bottom, which is surprising. Well, he's only in a couple episodes. If you go on sites like IMDb, they, they do it by episodes appeared. But, I mean, that is Carl Lumby. You know, he's 
been in damn near everything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he he did uh, he did this role really well, so I, I quite liked yeah. Isaiah. what they did there. Yeah, I think I'll go with I, Isaiah uh, Bradley. So, um, David, any thoughts on his particular arc and that that scene in episode six? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I thought that was that was a nice scene to sort of round that off. I'm not entirely sure that's necessarily a character that we're going to see much of again, other than maybe somebody San goes back to to sort of maybe for advice or something along the way. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's sort of interesting bit of buried secret history the fact that they they had a a black super soldier that um they experimented on and treated incredibly badly and uh i i thought that was sort of an interesting thing to to slip in there and and them getting the sort of recognition for him so mm-hmm. um yeah i think that was handled quite nicely i like that yeah i just quite like the the victor in the end you know because sam goes to see him and then he keeps he says to him like hey the world won't accept you know a black captain america because of what happened with him and everything and then sam mm. gets the mantle in the end and obviously you know there's always going to be people that will have problems with that but overall you know the world seems to have at least mostly at this point accepted him as captain yeah. america and then he goes to see uh isaiah again at the end of the season and then they just have that moment with uh with his statue i, I just thought that was that was a really well told part of the story so uh, Robert, anything? Yeah, the real interesting thing is with uh, uh, Eliza Elijah Richardson, who played Eli Bradley, is uh, I think was a grandson or great nephew or something like that. Um, Eli Br- Bradley is actually a character in the Young Avengers, so you know there's more hints dropping out that they're probably going to get that at some point. Yeah, I think ah. I think they'll probably do that because you've got Spider Man, you've got um, the character you just mentioned, then you've got. Uh, What's it? Probably the new Iron Heart character, whoever that's going to be. Hawkeye's daughter. Yeah, um, Kate Bishop. Yeah, who's going to be the Hawkeye series? Ant Man's daughter. Yeah, that as well. Um, so they're, they're clearly setting up for something like that, which I think should be. Yeah, should be interesting. Yeah, it seems it seems like they are setting up for a Young Avengers series uh, at some point to down down the line, or a, or a movie or something down the line. Mm-hmm. They're they're certainly kind of collecting characters that are are relevant to that so yeah. so uh, i think that's most of the characters we did have zemo in the show as well um he was cool to bring back i don't have any particular thoughts there um but he was a cool character to kind of see again mm. um that's most most of the major points i think we have to to go off uh david is there anything else you want to mention no, I mean, I'm just interested to see where they go with the characters now, and they've they've introduced, you know, you've now got US Agent to play with. Um, as you say, they've they've they're sort of seems to be heading towards a Young Avengers thing somewhere along the way. I like the fact that they've, you know, the the relationship between Bucky and Sam. I could stand to see quite a lot more of that. Um, I, I think, you know. Uh, we always kind of knew that Sam was going to end up as Captain America, but I, that will be interesting to see as a film mm-hmm. version and how they handle that. Um, so, and and what they do with Sharon Carter as well, because that's sort of left hanging, because she's now sort of back within the fold, but um, seemingly still the power broker. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it makes a lot of sense to just uh yeah continue the story in uh in captain america 4 or maybe other bits and pieces of 
this story in in other places we'll see obviously mm-hmm. we'll get some of i don't know necessarily if it'll be in black widow but that's kind of again the, the same area so we'll see uh robert any other closing thoughts yeah um one of the things that i love the best is just when something completely random just takes over and becomes like a meme for a hot minute and that scene uh, from episode three where Zemo is dancing in that bar <laughs> and the fact that we're getting so many remixes and memes of that. Like somebody made an hour long Baron Zemo dancing remix and Damn. got it on Disney's actual YouTube page. Yeah. It's hilarious. And it's just it's a fun little thing. Yeah. The, the Zemo now, I listened cut. to an interview with him. Apparently that was just complete improv. He was just they were shooting it. And it was like the fifth or sixth take, and he just got bored and just started dancing with the music, and that just became a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so that's our thoughts and feelings and everything else on the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we'll see uh, where things go. We've got Captain America 4, which I think is very good and interesting. Uh, what's the next actual thing for the MCU? Is it Loki? I think they moved Loki to like mid-July, I want to say. Uh, I think it's June Loki, sometime. Yeah, Loki. I think he's Loki. Is June? I think. Yeah, it's June. A, June eleventh is when it got moved. Yeah, to. June eleventh. Okay. So I don't so think I, there's anything in May. Uh, no. Black Black Widow's after that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they've got uh, the Bad Batch on May the fourth. Yeah. Um, July 9th is now apparently when Black Widow's coming out. Right. Yeah. I'm not paying the extra money to see it. I'll just wait till it gets into the regular rotation. Yep. Yeah, me too, I think. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens next with the MCU. Uh, in the meantime, let us know what you think. What did you think of uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? What did you think of the whole passing the mantle thing and everything else that we mentioned? Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter e talk uk does contact page and information in your show notes uh if you like what you've heard today and you'll support more of it there's a few options you can either just go to entertainmenttalk.org and uh, check out our other podcasts tv video games films and manchester united episodes as well uh you can also support us either word of mouth social media or patreon uh there's lots of different options there uh the one dollar three dollar levels here on patreon add free podcast review options social media word of mouth all that kind of stuff tell people to find the content as well uh, or tell them where where it is and stuff and uh, spread the word of mouth that way uh you can also of course find david over on geek town geek town and geek town radio those release on tuesdays for your up-to-date reliable tv and film news uh you released an interview thing on uh within the last couple of days what what was that for that was like a video uh, I've interview. released, yeah, I've released two actually. There is a video interview with Judy Geary, who is the writer and creator of a new Sky show called Intergalactic, mm. which is the I think the, probably the first spacefaring actual British drama, um, sort of sci-fi drama since Blake Seven was released. It's it's been a very very long time. It's not the sort of show that we usually make in the UK. I've seen the first three episodes of it. It's really really good. Um, it's uh, uh, about a, a woman who's wrongly accused of a crime sent on a prison ship to a uh, prison planet and there is the ship gets uh, uh, hijacked by the prisoners and they sort of go on the run. But uh, it, it's 
really really good uh and i interviewed the um writer and creator of that who is a woman called julie geary and i also have just today put up a behind the scenes podcast where i interviewed a whole bunch of the cast members so um there's that gone up as well and there's some great cast in it so uh there's there's the podcast interview which is up on on the podcast feed and then the video interview which is on youtube and on the website excellent so check all that out geektown.go.uk and geektown radio on podcast services uh if you want to also find beck she 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 streams sorry uh daily over on twitch trista bites trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there uh she does some charity stuff as well sometimes which is very very good you can also find me on twitch etalk uk uh for my different streams if you if you give us both a follow then you'll just be notified of when we go live so check that out if you miss any of my twitch streams they'll be archived later on youtube entertainment talk plays over there Uh, That's everything. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.